clap, okay? I know, I know. I got it. Okay. It's set up just for you, boo-boo. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, okay, right. Okay, cover from what just happened. All I wanted to do was clap. You did, and you did clap, and that's what's important. Mega clap. You clapped. Mega clap. <sighs> How are you doing today? Ooh, we're yeah. back. We're on back. The Dead Inside, Inside Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Right. Hey. <laughs> oh, always got to put a little extra on. No, I'm just kidding. A little something-something at the end. Something-something. Welcome back, you guys. Um, why don't you start off? How was your week, boo? Booski? My week was good. What happened this week? This week, I, I had a Christmas party. Yeah. I think everyone now at my work finally knows that I'm leaving. Had a Christmas party, and it was dope. And um, what was your highlight of the Christmas I, the Christmas party? What was your like? What was the most funniest thing or whatever? Um, I don't know. The food. It was pretty short, two and a half hours. By the time everyone even got their food, it was like we had thirty minutes left. Right. Um. But it was dope because they had like a photo thing that a bunch of games set up. So really people could do what they wanted and it was chill. We got to see each other. All the people we work with, we got to see in person. Typically, since we're all spread around around L.A. County, we don't get to see them like that. Mm. And it was close to my grandma's house. So I got to go see her. Nice. Yeah, that Hopped was lovely. In real quick, gave her a plate. And that was it. Nice. Should I go handle that? Oh, we're all right. I think... Can you ever hear it when we can hear our son yeah. in the background? Usually I can. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you know what? People got kids. We got kids. It's whatever. So, so Anyway. Anyways. But he's in another room, so he can't hear this debauchery going on. Yeah. I usually just... Uh, now I was going to put a weird joke in there about oppressing children, but I'm not. <laughs> All Child right. abuse is Moving not on. funny. It's not funny. Always with that little extra. Always a little. (laughs) It's because I'm a 90s baby. (laughs) (laughs) But um, today's a little deep. Today's a little dark. Today's going to be a little different. Yeah. Because today we're talking about. Are you going to ask me how my week is? How was your week, boo? (laughs) Thank you. So you just asked you first and you were like, no, no. That's why I just forgot. (laughs) My week was. From what I can remember, good. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, We finally sold um, this wagon that I never used. So that was good. I sold the laptop I never used. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about my week, but thank you for that input. (laughs) God. Kidding. (laughs) But you helped me. um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you bought that marker to check all the money that we've been collecting. We have all real money. All real money, which There's I good honestly, out here. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Same. I thought we was at least gonna get a fake, one fake, not maybe not a twenty, but that one sketchy hundred. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna make it, but it did. Yay! Hooray. What else? Um, I can't remember now. I'm pregnant. I can't remember. Okay, let's move on. What were you gonna say? What happened to you? This? What did you? What do you? What? Oscar school. Oh, yeah. Oscar had his Christmas thing. I didn't cry, which I was super proud of. Oh, my gosh. That was so cute, though. They had this one little number that Oscar wasn't in, but it was 
like the ballerinas versus Star Wars. The Frozen Star Wars mashup. Yeah, it was long. That was dope. And to be honest, Oscar's one was lit. They did bells. Yeah. She got a bunch of first graders to ring jingle bells with bells. Right, but not at the same time. It was like one group like do 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 yeah. do do and they were they were on it. They were uh, like hell yeah. I don't even know if I could get a group of adults to do that. <laughs> they must have been working on that shit all year. Hell no. And then they sung that shit in Korean, right? Yeah, and then they sung it in Korean. There That's just, amazing. Uh, we actually went to, like, there was two sessions, and we went to the wrong one. We went to, like, the 8 a.m. one, but he, his started at 1 p.m. I feel like they just did the same program twice, but did it different to make us feel weird. Oh, yeah, it was all the same stuff, but just different kids. They're like, oh, you're back. Glad you came. And it's just like, no, we left because it said that our that our child wasn't going to be performing. I feel like they all performed the same thing, though. You don't think so? No. I think another class performed the same thing, but not Oscar. Some kids, some people have two kids there. You know what I mean? From different. So I think that's what they meant by that. Like, they probably just assumed we probably had a kid in one. But Jingle Bells wasn't even on the first performance. Oh, really? Oh, well, then see, yeah. And it was on there twice for the second. Yeah, I think it was just... Yeah. Either way, Anyways. he did great. I am now like looking at that school like I think he's in a private school. I'm also realizing now that his class, because it's Korean immersion and it's a choice, is super small. Okay. You know what I mean? He only had like if you look at how many kids were standing up there with him, there's like fifteen maybe. Yeah. So that kind of like one on one is a not gonna be seen again. I know. The typical classroom size is probably like thirty and shit. Yeah. So it was, it's it's gonna be a change. It's really good. Oh, we went to Korean barbecue again. I know, but it was so good, and I'm we've, so thankful every time you take yeah take us. We've probably gone twice since this pod. This is from <laughs> last podcast to this. I'm sure we've gone twice. And if, if it's the damn sides, man. It's and it's so all crazy. you can eat. We have mm. a really good all you can eat Korean barbecue next to us. Oh so my it's gosh. like the meat is good, but also the sides. The pork belly. Ugh. We don't need this. We tried the spicy pork belly this week. Nah. Never again because it doesn't get crispy and it's too spicy. It was really spicy. Yeah. I think when you marinate shit, it's just not going to get that crisp. And it wasn't as thin as the other ones. Yeah. It was actually thick. Thick boys. Yeah. Kevin would say thick boy. Thick boy. Um, My butt got bigger. (laughs) That's been a highlight for Kevin this week. It is. I've been just putting in work and feeding and, and making sure food's been available lots of all you can eat <laughs> lots of mass consumptions um we had we had little caesars we did and trader joe's desserts last night yeah plus we walked around the grove because it's gonna be our last time mm-hmm. it's gonna be our last time walking around the grove but when you see the grove it looks like a movie set of what most of the South looks like on a normal day. Yeah, it really does. Like walking down, down, like looking at these videos online of like downtown Conyers and Covington and all these different cities and yeah. their little like old school buildings. That's exactly what Caruso tried to do with the Grove. It's just old school ass buildings, but it's a fucking overpriced Nike store. Yeah, and like vans and all the like Nordstrom. Nordstrom's. There's a Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory? Because, I mean, is it America if there's not a Cheesecake Factory in the mall? And it's a mall. It's an outdoor, basically, an outdoor mall. But it's like, that's what we, you know, we have to pay for parking to get there. There's valet. 
And there's valet. There's a line for valet too. She's oh, like and we've seen bad her. baby. Yeah, she's pregnant. Something Bergoli. Yeah. She was there. It's funny because I looked at her and her friend. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> an interesting kind of thing. I was just like, how yeah. do you have so much money and still look hood as fuck? Yeah, when I seen her I and her it. friend, I didn't notice. They look so out of place. I didn't notice her because I just didn't. But I noticed her and her friend together. And I was just like, oh, usually when people dress like that in like real basic, like they're like in sweats and hoodies. That's how you know they probably balling. Yeah. Because people going to the Grove looking like that on purpose. Cause it's yeah. Like, uh, they're like, we don't care. Right. I noticed her straight away because of her voice. Yeah. So I did, I seen they walked by us like twice. It wasn't until she started. Because I think she had like her hood on. But it wasn't until she started talking to her friend. I was just like, oh, shit. I've heard that. Yeah. Since the beginning of YouTube. <laughs> right cash me outside that voice is very distinct i didn't realize how distinct it was until she's she really when she started talking i knew exactly who that was yeah i was just like okay <laughs> so funny she's very young <laughs> but congrats your pregs congrats, yeah, congrats on that i really congratulations uh well hope the best you got the monies yeah you got the monies and then just take the time and yeah. raise these goddamn kids right and don't fuck with them right Parents, that's not directed at you bad baby that's just oh god no society to just do these kids right we're parents Sorry. too and we have to keep ourselves in check all the gosh darn Definitely time best of everything so we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna talk about parents parenting next episode we couldn't oh do god. it this episode Jesus. because i had a cry this morning i just really i don't <laughs> even know how it started oh i was literally like bring up the options like hey we've been talking about two pretty pretty controversial things lately you know mm-hmm. parenting and which you even said what the name of the show is going to be but white liberals yeah and racist. all of a sudden boo here started just getting real emotional about parenting yeah because we found out something about oscar or sorry our our child that we did not know until recently and it just made me cry it just put me in a weird place Right, so I had to um, affirm that it was just not a big deal and that life is going to continue to move on and it's mm-hmm. literally just administrative things that yeah. happen in life. So, but anyway, we'll talk about that next episode. It's just paperwork, guys. <sighs> we'll see. Anyways. Don't put that out like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing to project. We'll see. It's weird. I know, but I'm just like, it makes me insecure. Okay, well, secure yourself. Do you hear this? Do you hear how I get caught? Like how? Well, I never. I I literally spent the whole morning comforting you. You did, and reassuring you that it's gonna be all right. Okay. Things are gonna be just fine. Okay. Because things have been like this the whole time. So the fact that nothing's happened yet, what makes you think (laughs) something's gonna happen now that we know? I don't know. It just you know it's just the feelings. It's just fucking emotions that I'm going through that we're right. going through together and i'm allowed to have my feelings you are 100 percent. and we had them this morning and that's why we're a podcast today is about racism in white liberal spaces instead of parenting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why don't we uh get into that right so i don't have too much of you know my experience is pretty limited and it's really directly connected to veterans as well okay when it comes to white liberals being hella racist, but I've always kind of had a had a cinch. Yeah, I've always kind of seen it, 
And it's just, you feel like an air of pompous ass attitude whenever white liberals, certain white liberals come into spaces and start talking about how black issues things need to change racism and how they're not like that it's not them and they come from you can tell just by the way they're talking they are acting like they're just sitting above us yeah and they're usually the ones to bring it up (laughs) exactly like always 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 i feel like and it's insane so then i mean i don't know along with that you're gonna get people who are gonna join in you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna win over the hearts of people of color of the BIPOC community that necessarily is just looking for something and you're going to be able to kind of once again, be in charge of shit and be over people of color. And it's like, you're just, it's just, to me, it's just taking up space. Yeah. It's just like, wait, why, why are you talking? And why is this about you all of a sudden? Shouldn't you be listening? So personally, my perspective on this is, um, as you guys know, I grew up in Australia, uh, where white people would take pride in not being racist, then turn around and make racist jokes and ask me questions about being black. And this happened from a very young age. So I moved there when I was um, uh, 12 years old. And I just remember people like fucked with me hard because I was a black American girl. Ooh, you're so cool. But then in the same breath would be like, do you own a gun? Have you ever been on Jerry Springer? Is Tupac still alive? What does your pussy look like? And do you like fried chicken? And then say how they were against racism and, you know, the Ku Klux Klan and they're better than racist white Americans. But I felt completely othered and I just felt weird. And it would happen to me a lot. I know it's a layered complex issue that also has a lot to do with what the media like the um like the American media projects and about about black Americans and just pure curiosity. But assuming that I don't have a father and assuming I own guns and lived in poverty just because I'm black is very racist, no matter what your intentions are. Assuming I know every damn black musical artist and getting annoyed and telling me that I should know because I'm black is highly racist. Right. And that's kind of my perspective. And that happened to you in Australia a lot. That happened to me in Australia a fuck ton. People are always just like, and you'll see, maybe it's chilled out. Maybe they've chilled out a little bit. I don't think they have, though, according to my bestie in Australia, um, Kelly, who's South African. They still are very much like that. It's just like they'll hear your voice, notice, realize that you're black American, and then just corner you and go on and on and on about Trump and just black American issues and just all this shit. And it's just like, man, I don't want to fucking talk to a white person about this. This is none of your business, actually. And you're making me feel weird. Why do I have to be the spokesperson to an entire race? Just invading space, in my opinion. Yeah, and making me... Basically, you're trying to signal that you're not a racist white person by being very fucking racist. Why can't you just talk to me about something outside of my fucking race? Is it that hard? And so I feel like... And this is predominantly from Australians that were openly, like, liberal. Openly liberal. Did they work... They were like... Didn't you say some of them worked in, like, liberal things? Yeah, and these were a lot of... uh, like the gay community, you know, and they're the ones that are always like, oh, like we accept everybody, but 
do you do you just because you're a fucking gay white man doesn't mean you're not racist that's probably some of the most racist things that's ever come at me the whole pussy thing it was a gay white man i was i think i was 19 years old and i was working at a i was waitressing at this restaurant and this older gay white man we were all like closing up and he came up to me in front of everyone everyone stopped and watched and was like i just have one question is your pussy pink or brown that is insane yeah and everyone just laughed and was like is it and i was young at the time so i didn't really know what to do like i just kind of and that shit would happen to me all the time so i just kind of like i didn't i remember i kind of quit soon after that because i just felt so uncomfortable Right. There was this um, Asian dude that was not working there, but he was um, just a person eating there. And I guess he was a designer or something. And I used to have my hair and my afro out. That was another reason why I used to, I used to have a big afro, you guys. And I stopped wearing my afro because it was just too much. People would just, I just got way too much attention from white people about it. But he was like, can you wear this shirt? You look, I love your afro. Can you wear this shirt that says like, nacho mama or something like that as like representation of my brand or something and i just was like okay like sure like it was just so weird i was just i didn't know what to do but these are all people that would claim to be liberal wild (laughs) and i I feel like you're the one who pointed out to me that in that community the, the lgbt community when it comes to gay predominantly gay white men and gay trans people they mimic that what stereo what american society sees as stereotypical black mannerisms absolutely accent the lip smacking the language the all that stuff it's very black women just like whatever for me that's verbal blackface (laughs) absolutely and they make money off of it and it's fucking weird and people snap and say yes to them but whenever that is seen in society in my opinion by actual people of color it's they're usually put down for it yeah especially by society especially by systems like police they're not going to be okay with that type of talking but it's okay for a white gay man to do it it's really cute and funny when a white gay man does it yeah and it's like you go sis and i've i feel like i have weird things about that like i personally have not stuck up for myself in a lot of situations because I fear of being boxed into that whole sassy black girl that just has an anger problem. Right. But you're allowed to do whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's weird. It's just a very weird thing. And I feel like that has a lot to do with my people-pleasing personality. Yeah. Just not being feared of... If I stick up for myself, it's so easy for people to just put me in that box straight away. When I'm just sticking out for myself. That's insane. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to read this because it actually plays on exactly what you said. It's from a website called Taylor and Francis Online from the International Journal of Qualitative Studies and Education. The, The article is, to be woke, you must be awake. A critical response to white liberals. And it says here, the white liberal is a person who defines himself as white, as an oppressor, in short, and retreats in horror from that designation of being an oppressor. However, they only retreat halfway, disavowing the title without giving up the privileges or tearing it out. The fundamental trait of the white liberals is their desire to differentiate themselves psychologically from white Americans on the issue of race. The white liberal wants to think 
and wants others, namely people of color, to embrace brotherhood. White liberals have two basic aims to prevent polarization and prevent racial conflict. But I think it's really interesting the part where it says they only are able to retreat halfway because they still use their privileges very much so, i.e. living in predominantly white neighborhoods that don't allow people of color like Beverly Hills. Yep. And also, you know, not tearing out or be willing to tear out actual like systems of racism when it affects them. Absolutely. And centering themselves in these types of conversations. You know, you're going to go out your way to go protest somewhere, but then you're going to drive your ass back to the hills and you're going to sit at your favorite cafe that has a security guard that's making sure anyone that looks suspicious is shoot off. Yep. But you're a fucking liberal. Yeah. That's where it gets wild to me. Beverly Hills, West LA, for me, when it has come to housing people, has been the most discriminatory places to me in the country. Yeah. Like, I've been to a couple places. I've been to the South, been to New York, been to Colorado. It's fucking racist on the west side of L.A. Openly. Yeah. Openly. I've even seen TikToks of people, just people of color on scooters and having a nice Mercedes or Tesla drive by and them just scream out the N-word and drive off. Like, that's, that, that childish racism is still very prevalent. And if you go to from Rodeo Drive all the way to Venice Beach, you're going to see it. You're going to see the you're going to see it in systems been policing. You're going to see it by the people who are don't want anyone of color near them. Uh and then you're going to see it like just on the way the whole entire city moves. And it's yeah. fucking gross because all those people are rich fucking liberals. Yep. So they it's sure it's are. fucking crazy. But what what are your experiences with racism in conservative spaces? You know what's really interesting? <laughs> the I guess cuz it's that's very that's a very interesting question because I actually feel a little bit I know this is going to sound crazy, but I feel safer in white conservative spaces than I do in white liberal spaces and I'll tell you why. Most of the time, like, for example, like my friend, one of my really close friends in Australia, she'd probably be considered a bogan and conservative or whatever, but she doesn't talk about race. Right. She just doesn't talk about it because she don't give a fuck. Yes. And that's okay. Um, I feel like, you know, my friends, my white friends in Georgia, they're pretty conservative as well. And they we fuck with each other because we like each other as people not because they're trying to be like oh i have a black friend right you know and what i'm looking for is mutual respect i love myself enough to know that i don't need white i don't need validation from white people and that right there is a is a thing that white liberalism, white saviors... They love to do. That's what they're looking for. They're, they're looking, looking for that. They, they're like, let me validate you. Exactly. Let me tell you that I know. You that are oppressed. That you are... Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I just feel like white liber- white conservatives don't 
think that way they don't have that kind of just whatever now i'm not saying that and i'm not saying that all white conservatives are racist because they're not but i also feel like let's let's be real there's something to be said for the content of your character yeah if you there are black millionaires in america billionaires billionaires that don't live in black neighborhoods because Mm. they're afraid of the same motherfucking things that white conservative racists are and white conservatives are and that is violence and crime and unfortunately that happens a fuck ton in the black community it is what it is and we're not going to get any we're not going to get far if we keep letting these white liberals be like little helicopter parents to the black community and tell us that we're oppressed when we're fucking not i feel like i agree i don't know i can't speak from experience but i feel like in 2023 with with the things going on now in the world we have definitely as a country acknowledged racism existing uh systemic racism existing but i don't and it's still here yeah. But I think now that people know about it, we have the option to change and vote for it. And whenever people are looking at politicians that are trying to do weird shit, they get called out so quickly of like, hey, you're literally redlining still. Stop. Or yeah. the Supreme Court, you're going to end up being sued by the Supreme Court, which is happening in New York and in Georgia right now. Because conservatives, some conservative politicians are trying to continue to, to redline counties for their, for their benefit. And it is being racially segregated. Yeah. But people in this country now, doesn't matter who you are, you have the opportunity to get the fuck up and move if you want. Yeah. So when you see Texas being hella conservative, but still having a huge people of color, a population of people of color, you have to wonder, are those people being oppressed? Are they just fine where they are? Yeah. You know? Are they just okay? Yeah. Same in Georgia. It just recently became Democratic, but forever it was very Republican. But that is Black Hollywood. Yes, that is Wakanda, and that's what Ti says. He says it's Wakanda, mm-hmm. and that and it and it's because people are doing just fine there in a Republican state. Yep, and have been for a long time. And I just don't understand why we have to pay white racism any attention anymore in this day and age. Okay, I can understand with the police brutality. I get that. But there's also in the systematic racism, but there's so many ways and avenues that you can get out of that being a black person in America, especially if you're a black man in America. Let's be real. If you can do sports and shit, they will basically push your ass through school and college without you having to really do any kind of work. I know that because my dad went to college. He he did that route. And he would tell me about how if you're a star player, they will literally damn near do the work for you. Just right. to get you on that team, just to get you. That is a fucking privilege. That's male privilege right there. Right. Absolutely. That's a privilege. It is a privilege of a type. And that is something that is predominantly black. Yeah. Is 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 sports and though you know is moving up in sports and becoming rich in sports i mean i definitely don't know too many asians who have been able to get hella rich in sports well no that's not i mean we could name a few baseball there's a dude who just got signed to the dodgers and he's getting 700 million dollars so i know it's possible 
he's straight from Japan or some shit. Yeah. But when you look at the majority of sports millionaires and the billionaire, it's these are people of color. So this country's changed so much. And it is continuing to change. We have body cams now on cops. And are we seeing more instances of police brutality? Are we seeing more instances of narcissistic ass people getting arrested? Yep, exactly. Exactly. I saw this thing on YouTube the other day where this guy was going around questioning black men like, what is the biggest thing against black people in this day and age? And they all said police brutality. They think thousands and thousands of black men die every day because of police brutality. And that is just not the fucking truth. But then you have these white liberals pushing this narrative, pushing this narrative so we can stay down, so we can stay like feeling like these fucking victims and i'm fucking over it i'm just over it and that was the next thing i was about to say is that i feel like a lot of white liberal so we can vote for them right yeah and we can keep on with their side which either side is pretty shitty when you're looking at politics but there's one side who's pretty out and open about it and there's one who is just using race to benefit and these are white people using black people and people of color to benefit. And one, so one thing I would say, damn, I forgot my train of thought, but it had to do with what you had just said. Um, damn, I forgot what I had just said. <laughs> but what I will say is for me, uh, when I was in the army, mm-hmm. if you look at a majority of my white friends, they're very conservative. Or they're like, what's that middle ground? Just, I don't know. That, there's like Democratic, Republican, and what's that shit in the middle? I don't know. We'll just call it shit in the middle. Shit in the middle. Um, But they're not liberal. Yeah. But my acceptance to them, even though it was was like of a model minority acceptance, they came in first making fun of me for being Asian. And then when I didn't recoil and I snapped back and said some shit about them being white, they seen me as, oh shit, you can handle yourself or you're not going to cower to our words or whatever they decided and then we were cool and along that there was plenty of of black people and other people of color who also fit into that where predominantly white groups would come and kind of be like hey what's up you're black huh and then when those people were like fuck you you're white they'd be like oh yeah let's hang out yeah you know what i mean so in the army we were able to form those bonds and friendships and it, and it and with my conservative friends even during the height of BLM and everything we never spoke about race you know they may not have agreed with the actual movement mm-hmm. but none of them are going to sit there and be like racism doesn't exist none of them are, were sitting there saying you know the confederate flag is doesn't suck for people of color yeah. They all agreed. They all 100% agreed. I don't think that would have stopped the ones who flew that flag from, you know, they didn't stop flying that flag. But they're also going to be the first ones. I feel like conservatives will be the first ones if you go into their space to be like, we don't want you here. Go away. If they're really that racist. And I would rather that than someone pretending to not be that way. Yes. And then if you want to even go further into like how white liberals are just crazy. Look at the schools. Look at the schools on the west side in Beverly Hills. Charter schools and private schools. There's a whole article I was just reading on that. It's crazy how charter schools and private schools can exist 
And you can almost never see a person of color enter that school. It'll be all predominantly white. So when you also have to look at white liberals and white saviors with elitism and classism, Mm -hmm. because most of them are very rich because of their privilege. So they're once again looking down. But And they're gatekeeping. Yes, because there's articles too in places like Maine and the North where they're liberal, where they created a policy where they were going to start busing predominantly black children from poorer neighborhoods into those schools that were charter schools up in the white liberal neighborhoods. They thought Mm -hmm. it'd be a great idea. The school did. And they literally started protesting against black kids joining their school. And it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't a class thing because these signs they were waving had to do with black children. So it's so quick to turn once you enter their classist elite space yep but they're all up in you in in people of color spaces screaming about how they're the fucking messiah yep yep and how poor you and it's just you know those other white people not us it's those other white people right and that's where it's just crazy that's where i feel like you were just maybe out you're just rebelling against your people but you just still somehow don't know how to not be racist (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah maybe you should just shut the fuck up and it's uh so i don't know my experiences i've experienced the people around me with systemic racism with police being shitty and that's what we should be that is the only kind of racism i think black people need to worry about is if you are experiencing racism in the workplace from someone above you or uh, politically then yeah huge that's a huge fucking deal yeah anything outside of that who cares and we really got to stay away from these white people who are trying to come in and be like i got you i'm gonna be the one to help you i'm gonna be the one to shed light because at the end of the day they're looking at they're looking down on 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 everyone i hate that and it sucks it's a very elitist feeling i will say that when it comes to veterans there's certain groups out there that are really advocating and they're choosing the the most at-risk veteran, which is usually a female of color, hopefully with a dependent minor, so that they could blast them on social media and say, look how the system is failing them. Look, look, look. But they're choosing not to show all the other veterans that are struggling and the one thing that to me shows the worst part of their white savior and classist concept and the fact that they put themselves on a pedestal is that here in West L.A., they're advocating for the VA to give back the land to the veterans, which I wholeheartedly agree with. But for the sake of housing all disabled veterans on that land. So basically what you're saying is that you don't want and I've heard them say this. I've heard verbatim some of these white saviors say that the VA is housing mentally disabled fucking veterans who are in your community. They're putting them in your apartment building when they should be at VA land. So you're saying that veterans of color who are going through mental health crisis are so beneath you that they deserve to essentially be imprisoned on the VA land. You basically want a concentration camp for veterans who are struggling with mental health, 
who are struggling with social economic issues with and and because of our history those are going to be people of color those are mainly going to be people of color who are not men so what you're saying is that you want to put all the black women all the women and all the old people who you think have mental health disabilities who you think because they are veterans on this VA piece of land in mental health facilities for long-term treatment without their choice. What about the veteran that doesn't? What about the veteran that wants to live in South LA? What about the ones that want to live in Hollywood? You're saying no because you're um, because you have a disability, you have to be on that land. That's fucking disgusting. Once again, you're sitting up above us, looking down, trying to tell us what we need. But you're not willing to open a book to actually see what the fuck any of these systems actually are because you're not a veteran. But you're going to scream at the top of your lungs about how you think you're helping. And it's a shame because when you look at the track record of these fucking people, these white saviors who, who, who think they're helping, the people that they're helping never get help because they continue to, to put in their minds that they need to advocate for something that sometimes doesn't exist or sometimes takes a process that these white savers are saying, no, because I'm here, you shouldn't have to do that. You should just get straight to the top because I'm white and because I, I'm a fucking, I'm a save you. And those people have been struggling with homelessness and poverty for almost four plus years now because they won't just tell them, maybe you should use the systems in place to get back on your feet or to yeah. get to the top. They're not advocating for that because they're saying, I'm above that. I'm above the law. I'm above the VA. I'm white. And because of that, the people of color get to sleep on a bench while that white person says, couldn't help you today, but we're going to keep fighting. Here's a blanket. I'm going to go back to my penthouse in Beverly Hills. It's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And they have the audacity to be out in public fucking ranting and raving about how they're doing something. When none of them have housed a single fucking veteran, when none of them have actually helped a veteran get into mental health help, substance abuse health, because it's that helicopter parenting. Oh, you're not. You're not anything. You're good. I'm here. I'm going to get you what you need. Daddy's here. But the VA's already doing that. If you just sign some paperwork. No, no, no. They don't have to sign paperwork. I'm white and I'm here. They need it now. That's not how it works. Ego-driven. Ego-driven. And because of that, these people are still suffering. But they'll never understand that. And, the, and because they are getting money, because they're getting notoriety and fame and likes on Instagram, they're going to continue to do it. Yeah. So it's just a fucked up societal thing where white saviors can come in and they can fuck things up. And I say white saviors, but at this point in time in 2023, we have to add in the Asian community. You have to add in some of the Hispanic community because just looking at how many Hispanics in California are conservative and liberal, you have a lot more Hispanics who are considering themselves white passing. Yeah. Oh, I actually read um, about that. And do you know why that is? Is they on the census... You know, white people are getting kind of worried because they're not, they're kind of getting bred out by Hispanics. So they're trying to get Hispanics, more and more Hispanics, to identify as white. But you have to, because when I sign people up, it says, are you Hispanic or not Hispanic? That's an option aside from race. So you, when you say, I do identify as Hispanic, your next choice is to choose white. Yep. Because for me... Being Hispanic 
and not white. I choose that I am Hispanic. And then down at the bottom, I choose Asian. But if I wasn't Asian, I would have to choose white. Or if I was Hispanic and black, I would have to choose African-American. And that, sorry. But they're choosing white, even though they don't have a fucking lick of European in their 23andMe. Yeah. And you know who else? What other demographic gets put into that? Middle Easterns. That's so crazy. And you know who ha- this happened to before any of all this? Irish people. Remember? Remember those motherfuckers? They were not considered white once upon a time. But then when it started to matter for white people, European, Anglo-Saxons or whatever, then all of a sudden everyone's white. Yeah. And all of it just seems like, man, that's kind of just a ploy because there's one demographic who they're never going to be able to choose as white. And that's black people. Yeah. And that's okay. Like... And that's what I'm like, ugh, it's just so annoying. This white fucking, ugh, it's annoying. I don't want to, I don't want to please white people. I wasn't, on, I'm not put on this earth to please white people or be a good person for white people. And we're not trying to say that, I don't know. Anyways. And another place it came up on that fucking TikTok. We were watching a TikTok on fat positive, which is, which, which what it was, was, this girl had made a video. She it, it was controversial. But this woman made a video responding to this woman walking into a Walmart barefoot. Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, here I am walking in a Walmart without my feet prisons. And her whole page was basically just like, I don't want to wear shoes. I think they're feet prisons. And this white person who you can tell identifies as a liberal said it's giving racist rhetoric because what was it she said it's giving racist rhetoric because she's calling not wearing shoes she's associating that with prison she says she always seems she always thinks it's she says it's it's giving off racism rhetoric whenever a white person refers to anything about them as prison and i as a black person was incredibly offended because so because she's saying prison that automatically associates to blackness, bitch, you better check yourself. That's so crazy. So what she's saying is that when a white person says something is a prison, they're never going to go to prison. Only black people go to prison. So that's racist for you to say something's a prison on you. Because only because black people go to only prison. Only black people go to prison. That's so racist and to fucking think. This is a white liberal. A straight white liberal saying that shit. It's like. Do what you do you do you not see it see what you're i don't get it mm, that's awkward it's so weird and that's that projection that i'm talking about those that's those little microaggressions that i fucking hate so much and why i don't like talking to white people about racist or black issues because it's just full of those little microaggressions right and you're just like i've been around enough white people to know that y'all have your shit too there's a fucked up shit that goes on in your family okay too. So for you to just put all the bad fucked up shit onto black people is fucking wrong and it's just not true. Right. It's we just got not. projects, white people got trailer parks. What's good? Absolutely. And like you we, we, you can never deny the past and that, you know, the, the government did do a lot of racist shit. Oh fuck yeah. But that just doesn't happen anymore. So now from now I mean it does happen, but we can we have so many avenues to not to like move around it. 
Right. Or to shed light on it, to change it. And we're in a moment now where we are, where, where changes, we're in the process of progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just came up off of true racism in government, like fucking not even like, like 30 years fucking ago 30, 40 years yeah. ago. It's going to take a really long time to see true change. But the more and more white liberals push out that there's two, that there's a division in this country and that division is hard and that everyone has to be a white savior liberal, that's just never going to happen. And we're never going to see, and then slowing down progress. It is slowing down progress because like Candace Owens said, and I know a lot of people aren't going to agree to like Candace Owens because I feel like she just gets painted with this one white stroke of being a goddamn Uncle Tom or whatever the fuck. But it was very true when she said the biggest problem in the black community is not racism. It is fatherless homes and illiteracy. Yes. That is that is what it is. Stop trying to tell us that it's racism. Maybe the how we feel about ourselves comes from racism because there is a lot of anti anti-blackness within the black community. There's so much anti-blackness. There's a lot of crab in a barrel mentality but at the end of the day we okay we can say yeah it came from racism but when are we going to take accountability for what individuals have done the choices that you've individually made in your life and been like you know what i'm here in this fucking hellhole of what of whatever the fuck because of the choices that i made not because of some imaginary white person that is bringing me down Right. We all go to school. We all go to public school. Not everyone has the best, you know, schools and whatever, but you still have an opportunity to get straight A's, get a scholarship and go to the next thing. You can still go to a, um, what is it called? You can, you don't have to have a, a degree to become an electrician. You can be a trade. You can go to trade schools. You can do, there's so many options out there in this world that have nothing to fucking do with white people facts and and for me again when it comes to like literacy and we're talking about the home dynamic we're talking about kids we're talking about how we parent which is kind of why we teetered on what to talk about because i'm not i don't think parenting is a racial thing but parenting is a big deal on how on the outcome of your children and so Huge. when you see places where where there's like a lot of illiteracy and a lot of fatherless homes, you have to look at the parenting models and the lack of, of support for single mothers, the lack of support for 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 all these things that that really pertain to the children. And I guarantee when you look at these places, you're gonna find a lot of liberal places. Two, also as well as conservative that have really shitty parenting, really shitty illiteracy rates that leads to children growing up with no hope. And the moment they turn 18, they have to make a decision on what they want to do. I told you that story of the security officer that I worked with at Volunteers of America. And we're here in a liberal state. And she grew up and the only thing she could, and this was during the height of the BLM riots. And she was working with me as a security guard. I was a monitor at this homeless place, shelter. It was a hotel that we were using as a shelter. 
And I heard her talking to other people and she was just like really grateful that she got this job. But she also did not have any type of confidence that she could do anything else. And she also didn't want to do the job she was doing. So she was basically just like, man, I don't know if I could do this much longer. I just don't think I have the like the bearing for it. If this shit doesn't pan out, I've already figured out a lick. We're going to go into the hills. We're going to find some, some, me and my girls are going to dress nice. And we're going to fucking basically rob some men. And she already figured out her prison time, figured out how much she was trying to get to put in the bank in case she did went to prison so they could put it on her books. And she had all this planned out because she just didn't have anyone in her home or in her immediate community to give her any type of self-worth to think that you can do something else. Yeah. And this is in the richest fucking, the fifth greatest economy in Los Angeles in the world is Los Angeles and these are how these are how children are still thinking she had just yeah. turned 18 so it's not just like this is this is like a this is a national issue yeah and i can say this as a black woman she feels that way and she thinks that way not because of white people but because of black culture because of black culture our culture is fucking whack I can barely even listen to rap music anymore. When I was younger, yeah, I could. But now that I'm more mature and I'm in my 30s, I'm just like, God damn, it is so like the things that we um, the things that we kind of just go for. And I just feel like black culture is very much on like we love to hold on to our trauma. We are always just like we call each other the N word for fuck's sake. I don't, I, I've never been around that. I was not raised that way. I feel like people in my family kind of say the N word and stuff, but I don't like that because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we might've made that into something to, as, what do they say? Like people love to say like, oh, we turned a bad word into, you know, a, a brother, a brotherhood or something like that, whatever. But it's just like, no, like that shit is weird. Why can't we have a little bit more fucking self-respect? why 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 are we holding on to our traumas like this it's weird there's not a black mentor for men that value family boom i heard that in the podcast too recently there isn't yeah that's probably where i got it from um most of the men like let's be real most of the black men that go on to be successful and have families they usually date outside of their race because they have self-hate and they don't like i don't know they just have self-hate and they value whiteness they value white women over black women and they think that you know getting a black uh, a white woman is a, a status it's a it's a it's a status thing and then they also still promote cheating amongst each other Okay, there's so many black, I had my little, I have a sister and she was telling me about how she's dating this guy who she doesn't want to date anymore, but he was talking about his dad, who he comes from a two parent household, both of them are black. And he said his dad was a Mac and he was a, you know, he was a player and he actually had, he has brothers and sisters from everywhere. And she was like, it was kind of weird because he wasn't saying it like he was disappointed in his dad it was something to be proud of that shit is whack as fuck why aren't we talking about that and why aren't we talking about these single mothers who i've been around women 
who kind of turn their sons into the men of the house, the man of the house, and then throw them to the streets so they can, you know, get street cred and do all this weird shit. Like, that shit is whack as fuck. We're not protecting our kids like we should. We're perpetuating this hood, ghetto-ass culture because that's what black people just do. No, we don't have to do that shit. And that shit is not cool. It's going to keep us down. That has nothing to do with white people. And in the age of white liberalism and wokeness, who is the biggest group saying, get it, that's dope, keep doing that? White fucking liberals. White liberals. Are saying, hey, that's your culture. Go ahead and do it. Do it a thousand percent. We're going to listen to it too from our fucking mansion. We're going to listen to it too in our fucking Bentley. We're going to listen to it too in our private school where we don't allow black kids. But y'all keep on shooting each other and rapping about it. We love it. That's your guys' culture. Like, you can't help yourselves. And it's ridiculous. Instead of, instead of, so the white savior complex will take, will take credibility for wanting to change, but not accountability for making the change. You know what I'm saying? They're going to, they're going to sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to, we need change. We need change. But they don't actually want change because if change happens, they have nothing to fucking talk about. Yep. They have nobody to blame. Which is what I've seen among the housing community. They'll put these people and say, hey, look at this guy. The system's failing him. And literally, I will go in their DMs and say, give me that person's information. And I can probably help them. And the moment I try to, they will start swerving in things to make sure that person doesn't get help. It's crazy. It's like, hey, this is all I need. A, A, B, and C. Very simple things. It's the way the system works. I know it might not be ideal, but the faster we just get it done, we can get this person help. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. They're not. They don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. They're oppressed, remember? And then another thing is, is like, well, can let me talk to them. No, no, no. I'm speaking for them. They can't fucking talk now. These people, no one can talk for themselves. That white savior complex is insane. And it's crazy, it's crazy because there's no one in that, in that space saying, let me just be a representation of how things should probably be. Let me get the solutions done so I can show you how to do it right. It's just let me let me just yell at the top of this at the top of this soapbox and as long as I'm getting likes, as long as my nonprofit's getting donations, as long as I get to be on TV, we're good. But when you're not relevant, you ain't going to talk about it. And that's where it sucks because the issues are happening whether you're relevant or not. Yep. So, I mean, for me, like if I were to ever get into that space of wanting to help, say, the black community, it wouldn't be with social media. It would literally be with things like illiterate, like literacy. Yeah. Literally things like adopting children or creating some type of nonprofit that would that would indoctrinate black boys to think differently. Yeah, think differently, have different values because the values are just like non-existent. It's not non-existent, but it's far and few. Not every we're not saying I'm not saying that every black family has these hood values, but there's more people with hood values than the other way around. Or the ones or the people with hood values are the ones who are being portrayed most in media. Yes. So that the white liberal agenda can continue to be pushed that there's a problem with the black community when in a lot of black communities there is not a problem and the ones that there are instead of help being given there's just news reports being showed there's just people white people coming in with signs and their cameras but there's not actual help 
my biggest thing that I've seen is when, and this is like, I always have to relate it to what I know, which is like the homeless services. When someone comes in and will hold a camera up to a homeless person and say, look, no one's helping them. I'm helping them by giving them a sleeping bag. And it's like, but motherfucker, there's shelters you could refer them to. Put them in your car and take them to a shelter. Talk them into getting mental health help. Get to know them so you can identify barriers and why they're on that bench so that you can figure out how to get them off that bench. But no, you're just going to make them comfy on that bench so you can continue to come back with the fucking camera and collect your donations and give out your Air Force Ones. It's fucking pathetic. And when you and, and for me, I just I, that's and these people, a lot of people who that they choose to portray are always people of color. Yep. And then what do people of color see reflected back at them? Fucking poverty. That they're other than. That they're other than. And that someone is greater than. And that's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's gross. And, and I, don't, I just don't see it like that in conservative spaces. Colorado doesn't do that. And even though they're blue, they're highly conservative, especially in Colorado Springs. And ain't nobody out here doing shit like that. Everyone just like we we're all poor or we're all rich, and and then you know what I mean. Yeah. And we're gonna figure that out. It's it's just so I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Like all their schools, to be honest, all their schools suck. <laughs> it has nothing to do with race because there's different races at all the different schools. All their schools are pretty trash. It has more to do with the fact that people decided not to work during COVID, so they don't have enough people to staff schools. Yeah. But it's not like a systemic racial issue. Yep. So it's like, not to say it doesn't exist in some spaces. Like, I'm sure Alabama is still struggling with that. Hell yeah. Mississippi has some problems. Shit, places in the north probably still have that problem. But oh, fuck yeah. The biggest lie is to also say that places like Los Angeles doesn't have that problem. To <laughs> say that places like New York City doesn't have that problem. Predominantly liberal spaces that will never be read have just as bad of an issue, if not worse, when it comes to racism. But they just pretend like they don't. And they just cover it up with this white savior agenda saying, no, 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 it's, you know, it's systemic. No, it's you, actually. You live here, too, though. Yeah. It's you, homie. It's you. Straight up. Because they're not willing to come up off of their privilege to really make a change. And if that's the case, then we got to ignore these white people. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, as a black person, I'm just like, fuck these white people, fuck these white liberals, fuck these white saviors, fuck these white racist conservatives. What is what is it that you need? It's time to get selfish and it's time to stop giving a fuck about what other people think about us. Exactly. They should just not allow white people or other people like even me and Hispanic people to be a voice in predominantly black situations. We don't need them. But and, and it's hard because all politicians are either going to be white or especially in California, Hispanic or the runner ups Asian. And then it's black people. Yeah. Even in highly liberal places, you only are going to see white liberals at the top. And these are the people who are still going to be voting in white supremacy legislation, but they're going to tell you that it's not. Mm-hmm. Whereas conservatives are like, this is racist and we're voting for it. <laughs> right? And they could just choose not to be there. You're like, oh, I'm going to fucking move. But here you, you're being lied to. 
And then five years later, you're seeing the effects of it. And you're like, this shit ain't helping anyone but you white people at the top. Straight up. And like I said, as a black person, I feel like we need to start looking inwards at ourselves in order to fix the issues that we have within our community. And it's hard for me to even say community because I don't really feel like we actually have a community. I feel like that's also another thing that's fed to us. I feel like we're all individuals. We all have different walks of life, no matter where, no matter like what race you are, Kevin does not have the same background as every Asian person in this world. Sure don't. I do not have the same background as every black person in this world. So why the fuck? Like, can we stop with that shit? Can we just be individuals? White people are allowed to be individuals. Who's going to be first person again to say we can't drop race? It's going to be white liberals. Yeah, Because conservatives say that shit all the time. We're over it. We're over racism. We're not openly racist anymore. So we're over it. They may not also want to agree that there's, you know, just racism that's going to happen to them subconsciously because of how they were raised, which is a different story. But like, they're going to be the first to be like, yeah, okay, it happened. But we're moving forward. And white liberals are going to be like, no, no, yesterday, y'all were racist. And until you get on your hands and knees and burn your skin off you're not you're so racist and that's where it's like damn you you are actually the one stopping progress yeah i remember when i was like in australia i used to have a really hard time it kind of made me not there was a lot of things that i wanted to do and move in certain spaces and i always had this thing in the back of my mind where it's like am I in this space because I'm doing good for what I'm, because of my work and the content of my character? Or am I here because I'm the cool black girl? Right. That shit always fucked me up. And that was always made me feel kind of weirdly insecure. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm coming from with that. Let, I don't want to be in a space because they're taking a fucking box. I want to be in a space because I bring the fucking action. Right. You know, because I'm there, I deserve to be there. Right. Kind of thing. I think that just, you know, I don't know, that just adds to that whole thing of just like, uh, oh, well, you we're just filling up the fucking minority box. And I understand where that comes from because we did need that. We do need that to a certain extent, though. Okay, like to a certain extent, because at the end of the day, that the bigger picture is it fucks with your confidence. Right. You never know if you're there because you're black or you're there because you're actually good at what you do. And that create doesn't that create a racist environment already? Yeah. Because then makes other people, people say might, shit to right. you and stuff. And I've just, you know, you're just like, oh, like this is weird. I don't like it. I don't want it. I'm more than my fucking race. Stop making me like I am. I am Michaela, not Michaela the Black Girl. <laughs> right, man. I always used to think too. Like I, so for me, I hate, and this might be going off a little bit. I really don't like when I see the Asian community mimic stereotypical things that they see as black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I mean, they all. Like, I can't Indians hate. Do it. Right. Mexicans do it. Like I got Asians that 
wear do rags, and maybe they are doing <laughs> for it for what? Maybe they are doing it for their hair. I don't know. I don't. I hope so. Um, I don't know what I would do with it. I think I remember one time someone tried to put one on me, and I was like, "What is this gonna do for me?" And then also being me being raised and only being around black people in LA my whole life, my friends. Most people don't think that because I still I'm a punker at heart. I listen to punk. I don't talk a certain way. Yeah. And so I always used to look at Asian people like, why do y'all do that? Because like, people talk like that. People talked a certain way around me all the time too. People said the N word a lot around me because they were saying it to each other. You know, like um, my homie Gunner, Ramon, Elijah, they all they had their own niche way of talking to each other. Yeah. And I just never tried to join in that. Yeah. I was always there. I never felt like an outsider because I could always just speak like who I was and they accepted me. I didn't have to like, I just don't, I just don't get where, where it comes, comes from. from like, I, and I, as a people pleaser, have found myself trying to sometimes talk like other people to make them more comfortable and stuff. But I just never did it to the extent where I keep it as a daily thing. And like, I don't just take on the culture in a way that I feel is disrespectful, you know, because once again, taking up space, once again, trying to be a voice for someone I'm not. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to stand on the outside and be like, how can I help? How can I? I'm going to listen and you can and the community can tell me what I can do. I'm not going to just start trying to be like y'all and then try to. I, I just don't get it. it yeah. To me, it's very confusing. But I also can't. Hey, I have really good friends who do that really good friends and i don't know whenever they say the n-word i always like look at them crazy hispanic people saying that shit to each other a lot too and that shit is <sighs> that crazy shit my, like it's just weird to me i'm just like ew because i don't even i just as i am a dark-skinned black woman and i don't say that shit so it's just very weird to me when other races say it and i'm just like ew right gross and then i have people who are non-profit owners who are advocating for people of color and then in our group chats will put racist memes and they'll all be laughing and for y'all motherfuckers i screenshotted that shit and i'm waiting for y'all to get big so i could create a controversy because inherently you're racist on the inside and you're just a pussy and you can't say that you're racist on the outside and that pisses me off more yeah just say you're fucking racist yeah i have more respect for the conservative who's like i don't like y'all get off my land then the dude was like, yeah, come on in. So later on, I could be in an Instagram chat thread putting up racist memes against black women. You're fucking pathetic as well. Yeah. And I hope you're listening. And I hope you know who you are. Because it's gross. It's fucking gross. And the moment you get any notoriety, I'm going to come and create some fucking drama for you by sending all these little chat threads of y'all to the fucking news. I'm just waiting. Yay. That's the one thing about they let me people. The one thing about who I am as a model minority and just a man and a veteran is people allow me into their spaces all the fucking time. People who have no business allow me into their space. And then I create some sense of comfort so that they can truly be themselves around me Mm -hmm. and they show themselves. So the ones who are racist show that the ones who are fucking classist and elitist show that to me all the time. And then it's like, bro, and then you want me to fuck with you still? No. I'm going to just screenshot everything, record it all, and be ready for the moment that you even try to take some claim to fame that has anything to do 
with your hypocrisy. And I'm going to shed light on how you're a punk-ass bitch. Um, but other than that, I just be chilling. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I just, my advocation for like any, anything that has to do with racism is just to like listen and be an ally and learn. And I don't even know what it means to be an ally. I'm probably not that great of one, but I'm willing. I just don't know how to put in the work. People are like, oh, read a book. I've read a bunch, you know, social yeah. justice classes. I've had to read The Color of Law, um, Diversions of Social Equity in America. I've read a ton of books. And they all do show a, a pretty shitty history of our past. But all of those end with a pretty straightforward explanation of how to go about the future. And that's to hold people accountable, to constantly shed light, and to not lose history. That doesn't mean to revert back to history and try to stay there. That's not to continue to say we live in that. But that's just to constantly be looking forward. And that's where liberal, white liberals, and to me, the whole entire Democratic fucking committee or whatever, that's where they fail. Is they constantly revert back to the past and try to stand in the past to they don't want to pass law. Yeah, because they don't want to actually move forward. They just want us to pretend. They just want us to think that they do, but they don't. And I'm not saying I'm a conservative. I'm not saying I agree with conservative shit because I don't. But their shit is pretty straightforward and noticeable, and the media loves to tell everyone what it's about. We know all about how shitty and racist Republicans are. We do. Yeah. But what's really held back is how just equally shitty and racist Democrats are. Yep. That's really held back from us. And that's not fair because for me, I, I think that would really help for people to visualize the fact that all government and politics fucking suck. Yeah. And like the only reason why I personally feel that white liberals give pretend to give a fuck about black americans is because they want that vote that is all because, because even within our silence. community it's hard to be a black conservative because they automatically think you're an uncle tom do you know so yeah. they are they're winning right now with what they're trying to do they want the vote so they're going to do all this shit to make it seem like they give a fuck but they really do not and i'm over it i'm over it right and so ever since the latest president has been elected which just happens among politics all the time once you get elected it's four years of fucking silence on the things they said they were going to do yep when, when i'm sure trump did it i'm sure obama did it obama would try to be more open and say here's all the things i did do but people came back real quick about all the shit he said he was gonna do that he didn't but biden said all these things and what the fuck happened i'll tell you from my perspective of the things biden did as far as money he gave a lot of money to Israel. He gave a lot of money to the homeless to f- combat homeless, even though the homelessness in Los Angeles is up 12% this year. So it's like, where's that money going? Where's all this money going? Who fucking knows? But it definitely ain't going to you and me, brother. <laughs> it's not going to us. I definitely still got to get the fuck up and work. I'm blessed and privileged to have streams of income in, but I still have to work. And these people who are telling you what to do don't, straight up. Yeah. These people telling you that that you are oppressed, they're not working because of your oppression, quote unquote. Straight up. So. 
Well, I think we've ranted. I'm sure yeah. people will be offended this time. I mean, it is what it is. If you're offended, like, that's okay. I'm, I'm speaking from... I just want you guys to remember, I'm black. So everything that I said is things that I've seen and experienced. I'm not just talking out of my ass. And if you're a white person that's angry and you're thinking of saying something, you should think... Does that make sense that I'm about to try and argue with a minority about this who's living it hmm i don't know um but i would like you guys to comment or write or dm share somehow reach us maybe we'll create an instagram so you could shit on us on that one central location so you don't have to like find us on facebook or something but i don't know what do you think what do y'all think I would love to know what, if you're like a black person that's listening to this, I'd love to know what you think about all of this. Um, Yeah, what do you think about the white savior complex, particularly pertaining to white liberals? Would love to know. And if you're a white liberal, I would love for you to come and defend yourself. What do you think? How are you not that? Because that is going to be great to hear too. And if... Yeah, and also, if you are in the black community or whatever, what do you think we need to do to fix the violence that goes on within our community and the fatherless homes and the illiteracy? What do you think? And tell me what you think that has nothing to do with white people. I'd love a solution that has nothing to do with white people. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. So. And if you're a white conservative... How can you take out social, like social justice, civil rights issues and just like humanity issues and still be a conservative because that's where you're going to continue to grow when you take those things out of politics and you just talk about your conservative points on money on small government that's where you win that's where i agree i don't think the government should be all up in our shit i don't think that our money should be all up in these fucking places that they're going to right now but y'all, but for conservatives, y'all really lose when it comes to like issues of humanity, issues of fucking civil rights. And it's not even, I don't even think it's coming from a place of agreeing with it. It's coming from a place of just being like, I don't want to deal with it. But you have, we all have to. Yeah. To move forward. We all have to deal with this shit so that we can move forward as a country. We're losing as a country. Like BRICS is a fucking thing now. Russia, China, Mexico, and North Korea are all kicking it together. And they're going to try and combat the UN here soon. And they're going to gain more homies, i.e. Africa. Because they just cleared Africa's debt to the West. Like, we're going to end up having to be a stronger nation. And it's not going to be done with a division. Yeah. Especially one among politics and race and class. Well said. That's insane. That is beautiful. Thanks. You did good. I'm going to drink this wine. Wine time. Yeah. It's late. It's definitely... Oh, it's afternoon. Yeah, so we're good. We're good. 20 minutes. All right, let's do it. All right, well, thank you for listening. Thanks. If you hate us, let us know. If you like us, let us know. Um, Just engage with us. Engage. Engage. I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck if you do or you don't. Yeah, we do. Anyways. Love you. This was the... Dead Inside Podcast. We're getting so good at that. You always sing at the end. I got to figure that out. All right. Bye. Bye.